Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Thanks, Dan. Our guest today, Melissa Reed, associate editor of Liberty Magazine. Liberty is also the name of a wonderful magazine. Melissa, welcome back to Freedom's Ring. Thank you so much, Alan. It's always a pleasure to talk. And of course, this is a time of year when at Liberty Magazine, we do our annual fundraising drive to educate the leaders of our communities, our elected officials and judges and journalists and preachers and you name it. So how do people find out more about Liberty Magazine? Well, probably the best way to do that is to by visiting our website, which is libertymagazine.org. We provide the entirety of our magazine on our website for individuals to be able to read and share via social media. And But as you said, so I really encourage listeners uh, to go to the website and take a look at what you can, what all is available, the, the current religious liberty issues uh, that are taking place both in the United States and around the world. But as you said, and I'm glad you did, thank you for mentioning um, our, this is the time of year that we have our annual fundraising appeal. So the majority of Liberty subscriptions are sponsored, and that means that, you know, we find or target individuals that we consider those that are influential in protecting our religious freedom and sending them uh, complimentary subscriptions to Liberty just to encourage them, hey, this is important to us. And, um, you know, uh, please consider this as you're making decisions that affect our, our you know, religious freedom. And so um, each year, I have the responsibility of putting together the promotional material for this fundraising campaign. And I always look forward to it because we always feature a story, an individual um, who has somehow experienced, whether it's religious discrimination in the workplace, or they've been a um, you know a individual that um, had a conscience issue in the military, or they were a local church who experienced zoning ordinance issues because of their particular faith. And so I get to meet and interact with these individuals and get to know them on a personal level, and it really encouraged me. It, it's it's such a highlight of my job. Oh, I'm um, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it's seeing the faces and hearing the individual stories. Um, and it's incredible, Alan. You know, because you, a lot of these individuals are your clients. But you're talking to these individuals, and they're beaming, and they say things to me like, well, I've been so blessed by this experience. And this experience meaning, like, they lost their job and their health benefits and things <laughs> because of how it's it encouraged them in their walk with Christ and relying on Him and on their faith and serving as a witness to others and stuff. And so I wanted to tell you about the story that we're highlighting in this year's campaign. I wish you would. Okay. So it's a really great story, and I had uh, the pleasure of meeting this young man. Um, He's a Haitian immigrant, but he lives in New Jersey, and um, he was working as a barber, and he was very good. And basically, um, he was renting out a chair at a local barber shop, and he was very popular. But he was a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, which meant that he observed 
uh, Sabbath rest from Friday evening until Sabbath evening. Well, Friday evening or Friday after work, um, which in the winter on the East Coast means sundown, uh, you know, the sun is already set. Right. And then Saturday, those are the busiest times for a barber, right? And so he was told by the salon, unfortunately, we can't hold this chair for you because it's a really popular time. And if you can't be here during that time, even though everybody likes you, you know, we need somebody here. So a little while after he um, lost that position, his friend told him about a job at a local hotel uh, in housekeeping. And so he went and interviewed um, with a housekeeping manager. And having just walked away from that experience, he made sure and shared with her, look, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. I observe, you know, the Sabbath for this 24-hour period. And um, she said, you know, sure, no problem. We've actually had, um, you know, we have people that have had other, you know, have asked for religious accommodation uh, in the past as well. And, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. There's only, you know, maybe a couple times a year that when we're really busy, we're going to need you to work. And he's like, well, I understand what you're saying, but I couldn't even work during those periods of time. It's just, you know, really, it's going to be always every Sabbath or Friday evening and Sabbath. and. Um, so they said, okay, no problem, and they hired this young man. Well, um, he worked there for several months, and then I think it was maybe Memorial Day or Labor Day, but there was a busy period, and the housekeeping manager came and, and shared with the staff, you know, it's all hands on deck this weekend. We need everybody to work. Sure, sure. And this young man, you know, went out to her afterwards, and said, you know, I'm sure you remember when I was hired, I shared with you, I couldn't work any Sabbath. Well, they kind of went back and forth for a little bit. And she said, I'm sorry, you know, I really need you here. If you can't be here on Saturday, don't bother coming back at all. Ouch. So the last second job again. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I asked him when I was interviewing him for this promotional video, I said, you know, did you consider coming in and working that Saturday? You just lost you know, a job within the year for the same exact reason. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. And he was like, no, of course not. You know, God's asked me to honor this. And, and I, and, you know, he honors me. And so I need to honor him back. But anyway, a few months after he lost the job, he got a call back from that same manager offering him the same position back. And she said, uh, well, the cute part of that story is that I said, were you surprised to hear from her? He said, no, I was a good worker. You and I know, Alan, that it makes a big difference when you're trying to save someone's job who wants a Sabbath accommodation. If they're a good worker, a lot of times management will work to make that happen. And so it really, our performance makes a big difference in the workplace. It sure does. So anyway, you know, he gets this callback offering the job and the lady says, I promise you personally that you will never have to work on the Sabbath hours. So this young man, he spent some time thinking about it, praying about it, and he accepted the position again. So um, the other interesting part of the story is that the hiring manager was really impressed by this young man's faith. She had never seen an individual be so committed to their faith, um, to their God, and so... Uh, when, when the young man started working there again, they started talking about faith and Christianity, and he started actually sharing material with his manager, you know, uh, 
like Bible studies and books that he had read, and she became more and more interested and continued to be receptive to the materials he was sharing. And so he asked her, you know, would you be interested in studying with my pastor? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know, I'm a single young woman. I've never met this man. I actually probably would be more comfortable studying with a woman. And the young man said, well, no problem. My pastor's wife is also a pastor. You can study with her. And so he actually ended up studying with a Seventh-day Adventist pastor there in New Jersey. And within the year, she was baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist church. And shortly after that, she and the young man, who had uh, their relationship had also deepened as she was studying and her relationship with Christ was deepening. And they are now married, and they have a one-year-old little girl. I think that's the sweetest story. Now, if that isn't evangelism at its finest, I think it's just incredible. So out of the Sabbath accommodation problem, we now have a, a marriage and a family. Exactly. It's just incredible. You know... Um, he's so proud to have seen how this woman has grown in her relationship with Christ and how he could serve as an example to her, you know, in introducing her to Christ. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, I had a, a client earlier this year. We settled his case and got him some money and got him his job back. And because he had lost his job, his marriage was on the rocks. Yeah. You know, it put a real strain. And um, I talked to him earlier this week. And, you know, now that he's back to work and all things are going much better, he and his wife are doing well. You know, that's the kind of thing really um, you can go for a long time with accomplishments like that, you know? Absolutely. And that's actually, you know, the norm is that we know that when there's stressors coming from one area, particularly financial, then it's going to be stress on your relationships as well. And so, you know, that's what we are used to hearing about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is so beautiful that here this young man had no idea that what he was doing privately for his own self was, you know, such an example to this person um, that, you know, she was interested in knowing his Savior and then interested in knowing him as well. Um so if you all, if our listeners would like to see the story, hear, hear it told in person, visit the website I mentioned previously, which is libertymagazine.org, and then you'll see a link that says campaign resources, and you can watch a video uh, introducing uh, the couple and their little girl. The little girl is named after the pastor um, that um, the lady studied with. Uh, they developed such a friendship, um, and now the pastor is the goddaughter of their little one-year-old girl. So it's just a real sweet story. Um, you know, we certainly sometimes are in the middle of trials and very stressful situations. We really can't see, you know, what the end is going to look like or if there's ever going to be any sort of positive come out of the situation. And so this story just uh, warms my heart because the positive came in such a way that he never could have imagined. Well, and, you know, and I would say to our listeners, you know, not only when you contribute to Liberty Magazine does it go to support our education work, our magazine, but it also goes into a litigation fund. And we help people of many different faiths who suffer religious discrimination. 
Uh, and, you know, a lot of that is really because of the support that we get from listeners like you. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned, Alan, that it's, we help individuals of many different faiths because that really goes a long way with what, you know, we're talking about here is this friendship evangelism. We're not just looking out for Seventh-day Adventists. Now, you know, by far the majority of individuals we do help out are Seventh-day Adventists because, frankly, that's who gets in contact with us. But as funds are available, we help everyone that we can in these sorts of situations. And so, you know, our our example is Christ who gave us this freedom of conscience, and it's not our choice to decide, or it's not our place to supersede, you know, His gift and say, well, we're only going to help these individuals whose conscience directs them in the same way ours are directed. Well, so, it's the golden rule. Yeah. You know, if we want to have our own religious freedom, then we have an obligation to respect and defend, protect everybody's religious freedom. Uh, I would say not just, you know, those who disagree with us, but especially those who have differing religious beliefs. Yeah. Um, and, and this is so increasingly important in a world where religious freedom is becoming so precious and so rare. Absolutely. And so much under assault. Well, we're out of time. Our guest today, Melissa Reed, we've been talking about uh, Liberty Magazine and uh, the uh, fundraising drive this year. Thanks for being with us on Freedom's Ring, Melissa. Thank you so much, Alan, for the invitation and always for your support. As we close, we want to remind our listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom, we help those suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchdate.org. Freedom's Ring is now available on SoundCloud, so you can check us out on SoundCloud or on iTunes. And don't forget, folks, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring. Freedom's Ring.